0: Clap clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands podcast. Hosted by Elliot Shure
1: Parks and Kyle Newbeck. Here
0: they come.
1: But one way they could, like, at this point, who knows how big of a trade they'll be able to make. But we talk so much about Harden. There is still the Tobias chip. And I think about that when I see the Pascal Siakam rumors. I don't think you're trading James Harden for Pascal Siakam. But I also think it probably takes more than Toby. Regardless, Pascal Siakam has been linked to the Sixers. He was they, they were mentioned as a team that had interest. You do wonder how much of that is just the agent being able to connect the dots. Like Nick Nurse is there. The Sixers are looking to make moves. There's all that there. But Siakam would be a nice kind of middle ground between making a, a change to the roster to give people some hope. You, you spice things up a little bit. But you're also not... Making a major overhaul where you can still lean on the continuity
0: a little bit. What do you think of the Siakam stuff? So I think he probably fits a little better than the biggest detractors would think. When so it was the year after Kawhi Leonard left. Mm-hmm. I believe he took over six threes a game. Now only made about thirty six percent of those, which not terrible. It's not terrible, but he would have to – that would have to go up a mm-hmm. little bit. But multiple-time All-Star, he's going to turn 29 or I think – yeah, he turned 29 in April, so it will be 30 when that when the playoffs start next year. So guy right in the middle of what we would consider either prime or post-prime years. Coming off a season where he scored 24 points a game, eight rebounds, six assists, he's a very versatile – offensive player. Now, I think he's versatile in a way that doesn't necessarily raise their ceiling. And there would be some complications where can't operate from the elbows as much him and Joel are probably getting in each other's way, not as natural of a fit in terms of putting those two in actions compared to Harden and Joel, right, where it's a guard and a center, and you just run all the traditional stuff that you'd run as an NBA team. Not the same for Siakam. They would get considerably better on defense. That's a team that all of a sudden you have two of your main pieces are like real defensive guys. Mm -hmm. He's a switchable playoff caliber, finals caliber defender, and that's a big deal. Won a title. You put so you start envisioning it, and now I don't know what it would take to get somebody like Siakam, but let's say you have Joel, you have Siakam. You have a guy like D'Anthony Melton, another long athletic defender. That team already is starting to look like more of a defense-first, tough-minded team than they did a season ago. And that then they have been since Jimmy Butler left, essentially, and they had that version of that team. I still – I don't know how you make it happen. I think Atlanta is probably a more likely suitor for Siakam at this point where they're willing to just kind of – trade a bunch of stuff to get him Mm -hmm. and he's a more natural fit with someone like Trey young. And you don't have to worry as much about, is he going to try to operate on offense from the same spots on the floor as Joel? But I think he's very good. I just think he's, he's probably, he's a number two that would need a very specific number three fit that I don't know that they have. So this might be a bit of a complicated question, but the
1: what, what it would take to get him like i get the harden thing like if you remove the emotion of it all i do not think trading james harden for pascal siakam makes the sixers better now if you factor in all the like harden could be a problem siakam comes in and maybe there's just a better locker room that's an interesting discussion but like do you think this is more the sixers would be and now they have a high bar for the harden trade they're willing to trade james for siakam Or are we looking more at like this is Tobias plus because Siakam, I believe is also on an expiring deal, which I think makes him a little more attractive because you're not locking yourself in to two plus years of big money after this. Like you think it's more of a Toby trade or you think this is, we could sit here one day, do an emergency pod, Harden's on
0: the Clippers, Siakam's on the, uh, on the Sixers. I think it's probably more of a Harden trade. Wow. Just because, well, so look at it this way. Masai Ujiri doesn't trade his guys really. Hmm. And he sets a really – he's similar to Daryl in in this way where they both set very high bars on their guys and nobody clears them. That's why OG Ananobi is still on the Raptors despite the fact that he was like the biggest name heading into last trade mm-hmm. deadline, people saying he's available and so on and so forth. Big reason why is Masai just doesn't want to give his guys up. And so I would imagine he's going to hold out for it, despite the fact that Siakam's on an expiring contract. He's going to say, you could trade for Siakam, and he might change your ability to contend, right? Mm -hmm. This is not just like a – as much as I think he's been overrated at times, the stats are what they are. The guy scored – or had a line of 24, 8, and 6 – shot 48% from the field last year. Like those are really, really good numbers. You can say they're really good numbers on a bad team, but he also was able to be that efficient on a team that had basically no point guard or no guard play and no shooting and still maintain that efficiency and showed that level of versatility. So I think rightfully so Masai is going to hold out for a fairly big deal. I don't think Tobias plus whatever, poo-poo pick platter they can offer is going to get it done you basically be offering swaps and maybe one first round pick way down the road unless you're doing the multi-team hardened thing and i think the the thing with the siakam trade is he is not good enough where you could sacrifice maxi in that deal like that would have to be you get siakam and and maxi is still on the team and that's the biggest reason i think it would have to be Part of a multi-team Harden type trade.
1: Yeah, and again, I just like if you remove the off the court stuff, I I don't think they're better with Pas- Pascal Siakam than they are with James Harden. Like, I don't think if the fit is good, you talk. They're you different, it. but yeah,
0: I don't think they're necessary. I don't that. think they're
1: as good. Um, so. I mean, look. The last time we wrapped up a pod, we thought we'd be doing a very different pod. The Sixers always keep things interesting. Um, any kind of final thoughts? Other things you wanted to touch on before we uh, get out of here and see if Joel's tweeted anything else?
0: No. I mean, so I will note one other thing. I don't know that the Nurse Siakam relationship is that good. Oh yeah. At this right. point, and that would be another thing that you'd have to factor in here. But certainly, if they acquired him, they would they'd be sending the signal that they feel good enough about that relationship that they're going to put them back together. That's so I, again, we're talking a lot about soccer on the podcast lately. I think one thing that happens a lot in soccer that people don't think about as much in basketball, is like these trades are very rarely made without a lot of behind the scenes Intel, right? It's middlemen and agents and what have you putting feelers out there. Like, How would you feel about playing with X, Y, Z at this team? I mean, it's more obvious in the case of Dame Lillard right now, where everybody essentially knows he wants to be in Miami and nowhere else. But soccer teams do it. They essentially negotiate contracts before they agree on like what the player is going to be sold for wages. They agree, And that part is done first. And Mm -hmm. it might not be like that quite to that extent in the NBA, but there is definitely a level of, there's a feeling out process. And so, you know, if we do see a Siakam partnership at some point down the road, I will say there there's likely to have been some groundwork done by people who I'm not even aware of their existence. One, <laughs> I, I always think, and it's true, definitely in
1: soccer, true in the NBA, and I know it's true in the NFL. By the time, like, the general public, like, finds out about something, like a Schefter report or whatever, it's been the case for so long already. Like if all of a sudden they tweet like, hey, Siakam's available in a trade. That means every single team was well aware Siakam was available for a trade. And for the last few weeks, they've been trying to figure out who can get him. And then that comes out. So, so I agree. Like if Siakam were to come here, I think that it would definitely be done with the idea of like, he is down to come to Philly. He's excited about the opportunity. That being said, you know, 10 minutes ago, I just went through and be like, Embiid could blow up at any moment. Harden's unhappy. (laughs) Like, so, you know, the idea of trading for someone where once again, we're talking about like, are we sure he wants to be here. Super not ideal.